new wave, new week, new episode. This is your girl, Amazing J. And I'm Spud. And you are listening to Culture and Things, the podcast. So sit down, relax, and turn it up, because we got shit to talk about. Let's go. And we are back. Welcome to another episode of Culture and Things, the podcast. I am your boy Spud. And I'm Amazing Jay. And on uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about standing up to your parents. Yes, that's right. When is the right time to put your parents in a place or do you not put them in your place? So we'll be talking about that later on in the episode. Until then, let's get into the news. Uh, lots been going on. Of course, um, we had verses that just passed with the legendary Babyface and Teddy Riley. Man, the so. struggle. <laughs> On both ends. It was so real. <laughs> so. The, first off, they didn't have a conversation before live as to who was going live and who was joining their live. And this was the first one. Well, yeah, no, like, the second one. No, it was the first one because the first started, it was like t- we was on Teddy Riley's live. Mm-hmm. I guess Babyface was late. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. The first one was, was pretty on Teddy smooth. Riley's ride, live, and it took forever. Then they ended Teddy's live and went to Babyface live because he went live. So, yeah, it happened the first time because it was a long time waiting. Then he went to Babyface's live, and it took forever for them to figure for him to explain to Babyface how to do a pen. No, that was the second one. That you, was the that, first one. That, was it? Yes. I thought that was the second one where they was trying no, to figure out. No, it started out. in Teddy Riley's live. Ba- they was he said I'm, he was still waiting on Babyface, and then he said, "Okay, guys, go to Babyface's live." No, I'm that's talking the f- about the first battle. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what sorry, I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I said you're talking about the second one. I'm saying the battle you was the second live. No, it was two battles. They yeah. had the first battle. It would have went completely smooth if. Teddy Riley wasn't trying to live stream to a, a website. It was TeddyRileyLive.com. Yeah, like, come on, Thompson. That's where the after party at. How is it an after party and we looking at the live stream of y'all battling on here? I'm I mean, like, you could have went live again afterwards and had an after party. Right. And he had a band. But all that didn't matter. It, it was just the fact that he But didn't, you didn't need all that. You didn't need no band. You didn't need no bike. It's only really two people. He putting on the show. Everybody else who did verses didn't. Did, we don't need all that. No, that's, that's not true. Cause Lil John and T Pain, they had their DJ booth. Cause T Pain had mixed his songs to play what he wanted to play within the time frame that he had and how he wanted to play it. So they, that's called preparation. He didn't have true. a full band. He didn't have a microphone. It was him in the studio in the in the DJ booth by himself. He, he got prepared for it. That's totally two different things. And you coming out here with a band, a hype man, a keyboard, a microphone. Well, I mean, that's because he had to put on that show for his website. And that's that's what really messed me up. Because I was like, dude, we could have had this battle. So, of course, with the first battle, they broke the uh, Instagram live viewers uh, beating out Drake and what's the boy name? Tory Lanez. Because they had 310,000. Let me see, because we just posted it on the Instagram page. Culture and Things, the podcast, by the way, if you was wondering. Yeah, so on Quarantine Radio, Tory Lanez and Drake beat Taylor Swift record 
um, of the most views on Instagram Live, and they had a 310. Babyface and Taylor Riley, the first battle, broke that record and had almost over 414,000 viewers tune in to that live because it was legendary. But of course, they couldn't get the sound down packed to where it didn't mess up. So then they was like, okay, well, we'll go ahead and reschedule it and get it, you know, get everything together. AKA tell Telly Riley, hey, just sit your ass in the studio and press a button. All that extra stuff you're doing is uncalled for. Like you took something so simple and made it complicated, basically. Like everybody else, like you said, was sitting around on a phone pressing buttons that's it but you want to overcomplicate it and do all that you did so the second time around it was rough <sighs> if, if they age ain't show in this second <laughs> this second round bro they struggled I, so bad <laughs> it was it was rough man like but it was still a mood it was still a mood and i and i was glad with this one because we actually got past three songs on this round so they never finished though no they didn't they was got first of all we they got, got to, to like 10. we got to nine and no they got to 10 no no we got to nine and the instagram cut off saying thank you for watching because they had reached a time limit then the at second 10, part, you know why they wish they time limit at 10 they was playing the entire song it, it wasn't entire it was like they was playing two minutes two well minutes first off song. all this okay so they're older songs right so we all right. know older songs put like they have that long 30 intro. minutes of intro instrumentals in yeah the so they play all of that the whole intro then they played <laughs> the first verse and half of the chorus and then it was finna go into the second verse it'll play a little bit of the second verse and then they cut it off yeah they would cut off at the randomest time <laughs> like he was mid-sentence and they boop <laughs> like it was no i feel like i don't know what swiss beats and timeline are saying to everybody when they ask people to sign up are there rules well yeah it was rules because teddy riley when babyface whipped out that guitar teddy riley was like oh i thought i thought we couldn't have any instruments no they probably told teddy that (laughs) they told teddy that because teddy was doing too much yeah man but i'm i'm saying like is it rules as far as when you play your song it go versus one go first other one go right are there rules of who go first are there rules of how long you play your song i feel like maybe teddy and babyface didn't have conversations prior to this they kind of just went in blind and it Winging showed it based off of the last ones but it was totally different from that everybody well that's right let's, let's it was it was still legendary though amazing yeah we're not saying it was bad it was amazing we're just talking about the, the <laughs> technical difficulties the getting the to the amazing. To. but when it started baby it was amazing and it's like you wanted it to keep going because babyface has so many i mean teddy do too but so many songs in the archives he hardly pulled out any tony any whitney like it's so many artists that he worked with and teddy too teddy got michael jackson he worked with janet jackson so it was a lot that could they could have definitely kept going like those two producers are legendary and they worked with so many people that it could have went on all night and it should have because they racked in over half a million yeah, viewers. Yeah, but Babyface said, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. The, <laughs> look, he I'm said, what threw me through the loop was, I got to pull this video before they take it down. Both of them was on live, trying to join each other live. And I was, I was just like, yo, it don't work like that. One of y'all has to get off to join the other person. And guess what? Both of them got off alive to go join the other person live. It was, it was rough. 
It was rough, y'all. Still a legendary battle. I I really enjoyed it. More music news. The baby dropped the album. Mm-hmm. How was? Did you listen to the whole thing? I didn't listen to it, but of course, you know the internet saying it was trash. So I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to listen to it for myself because I like that song. Shut up! But I don't know if it's on there or not. I just heard the song before. He I heard actually two songs. I heard Shut Up and he got another song out. So. I'm gonna listen to it. Like I don't. I mean, I don't get what people say about all oh, this music. Sound the same? Is it good? Is the music good? All right, then. That's all that matter. If the music good, it's good. You know. So I'm gonna definitely check that out. So going back to verses. This dude. <laughs> what happened? So they played Tevin Camp. Babyface played Tevin. Oh. Tevin Campbell. <laughs> Can we talk? Everybody know that song. Yes. I'm gonna sing you a little clip. It. Uh. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute? That song. Mm-hmm. So he was on Twitter, right? Ain't that what you said? Yeah, that was you, on You the Twitter. That I'm was not on a Twitter. Twitterer. It was. <laughs> he tweeted. I have it here. Okay. He tweeted. Tevin Campbell tweeted from his verified Twitter page. Can we talk is a song about stalking, but it works every time. <laughs> Yeah. So us being us, we was on our we was out. Yes, we was driving to get some, get some ice cream or something yesterday after after verses, and we was like, let's listen to this song. And so after listening to it, I want to ask you, did you get the vibes that he was talking? Absolutely. I didn't get it. Pull up the lyrics. Let let's break down the lyrics. Let's break. Let we gonna break down the lyrics. It's it's absolutely. I felt like it was admiring from afar. Of, it could be stalker. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, let, like you know how. To what let, you just let, me, let me explain what I'm saying. So I felt like it was he just like oh my god, like he like he liked this girl, but he's nervous to talk to her. So the first verse is him admiring her, like dang, and then the next one he's like, I was gonna write you a letter. First off, anybody that say I'm gonna write you a letter is understand the times though back then we didn't have you didn't, grown, have, you didn't have grown man he wasn't a grown man when he wrote it he was a, a teenager grown man he was a teenager when he wrote that uh-huh so i we we finna break down these lyrics okay so and FYI, fyi he was 17 around 17 so around 17 he's still, he still a so teenager he's this still is young. a high school stalker so first oh my god first verse it says last night i i saw you standing and i started started pretending i knew you and you knew me too and just like a roni you were too shy but you weren't the only because i was because so was i and i dreamed of you ever since now i built up my confidence come my way i know just what to say and we can't wait exactly i take that as he was out somewhere saw the girl and was like dang you know she cute he's he's shy she's shy so they didn't say anything to each other so he said next time i see you i'm gonna build up the confidence to to come and talk to you this ain't a random person though he just said no here's my thing what do you mean next time you see it, it it's a thousands of people maybe in the city. see that's what i'm saying like you think it too deep into it he say last night i saw you standing and i started started pretending that i knew you and you knew me too so you created a whole scenario in your head 
of you knowing this person have you not see you never like had that interaction then as to what you like meet somebody like you see somebody i'm like dang you know what i'm saying and you can kind of like your eyes connect and y'all making that connection but nobody takes the first step to meet each other hey listen is it's in it's it's fine because literally now literally it's in every love story like teenage love stories that is how it started they had a party or something and they block eyes but the fact that he came up with this scenario of i pretended i knew you and you knew me too i don't get it i don't get how that's stalkerish that's stalkerish Uh, that's very stalkerish next verse Uh uh-huh I started to write you letters, but I wanted to be more clever. I wanted to get down and sweet talk you. But just like a baby, I could not talk. And I tried to come closer, but I could not walk. And I think of it every night, how I could not get it right. Oh, if we ever come close again, I know what I will say then. Can we talk? I don't get it. I don't get how it's stalkerish. I don't get that vibe. That's very It's just stalkerish. like, oh. He's she, fantasizing about someone. He, but it don't say nowhere where it says, oh, he followed her around. That's stalkerish. Like, he said, you just met her. This is the same night. And he was like, oh, I should write her a letter. But then he was like, I wanted to, I want, no, I got to be more clever than that. Hey, listen, that was the time back then. Drew Hill had that song, Beauty. They was talking about, uh, it would say, walk walk by me every day. That's not stalkerish. That is stalkerish. She walks by him every day. It could be he stay where, where he stay at. Right. She got to walk past to go to work. Every day you pay attention. Like, oh, yeah, this person walking past around this time. I'm finna go. Because you stalkerish. have attraction and you building up that confidence to finally talk to him. Hey, listen, it's nothing wrong with it because that's how to twitter and instagram and all that stuff is for it's a bunch of people following people that they don't know and they they follow people don't never say nothing to them but follow them and be all up in their lifestyle at the end of the day tevin he that tweet did not take away from me loving that song he didn't want it and i will continue to love that song and it's in my head now and i low-key want to play it because it's in my head because can we talk for a minute i just want to know your name you know what i'm saying it's just classic thank you baby face <laughs> thank you baby face thank you tevin for that voice and have you seen a picture of tevin when he was younger he looked like he was scared of everything uh tevin looked like a creep in that picture that they had with the, her the <laughs> apple music show <laughs> he they picked he right song. like a a young kid who's scared to talk to girls. They it was a perfect right song for him. For that. Perfect song for him. He looked like he was like timid in the corner and was like he hadn't he hadn't came into his own yet and he wasn't confident of himself as a man. And he was a teenager and he was young. He wasn't like y'all these seventeen year old boys now. He they already fucking having kids. Tevin ain't that that wasn't a time back then. That was the early nineties where everything was so sweet and mellow, other than, you know, the the bad shit that happened. But it don't matter. In the moment they was kids in high school. I just love that song. And you can continue to love it. Um, I am. So um, is nothing changing you. I'm just Say I don't get stuck. I I want let's start the conversation, folks. (laughs) Comment 
and we're gonna post it on the Facebook page and Instagram. And I want y'all to comment and tell us if you think this song is about him stalking somebody. Honestly, like in my I'm I vision like when I read stuff, I envision it in my head, right? right. I make the whole scenario up. Okay. In my head, when I read those lyrics, I just visioned them at a party. You know, they did a whole lot of house parties back then. Uh-huh. And you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. So it's a lot of people you may not know. And she walked in and he was like, I saw her. Okay. And you saw me too. That was that <laughs> moment that they stared at each other in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, hey, we'll, we'll post it on a page. So I, I can talk about this all day. I, but we're not. We're, okay, we're, we're definitely gonna keep, we gonna not. On. We're definitely but not. Tevin just wanted to talk. He just said, can we talk for a minute? <laughs> he, he wasn't trying to stalk her. He just wanted to talk for a minute. Uh-huh. He wants to say, let's go out in the back of the alley and talk. He was just going to talk at the party. Whoa. At the party. What? He was going to talk at the party where everybody was there. It was consensual, you know? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Anyway, get back to the, the normal stuff. Let's stop talking about stalking. All right. So, in other news of verses, uh, Swish Beats and Fat Joe was on live. And, you know, they had got, Fat Joe had put the word out that Ja Rule reached out to, get on the episode of versus and he wanted to go ahead and do it for the culture and and battle 50 cent eek you know so hey he he said it this is so this is what he had to say and that's fat joe and swiss beats on live right okay (laughs) yo john you gotta be that sound like a devilish behave That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not making. I'm not. What you want me to do? That's all. Swiss Timberland. All I can say is, man, that will be that break the internet, y'all. Yes, it will. Nigga, it'll break the internet. The bad way. That should be fucking broke for real. They may not be able to put it back up for a week or two. But yeah, we do that for the culture, nigga. My catalog, nigga. Listen, man. <laughs> well, we 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 know the catalog. Now we know we the catalog. Wanna, we just want to make sure. We just want to make sure the intentions is where they need to be. Do I get to put joints that I'm broken, breaking for others? Shit like that. Of too? course. Yeah, those are your records. Oh, oh then here we go. Let's let's rock. Let them know, Josh. Let them know. If you thought Babyface and Teddy Riley broke the internet, they would break the internet only because people that like is an ongoing beef that never got resolved easily a million views right there easily but 50 cents not gonna do it yeah no he shot that he shot that down the same day he's <laughs> so 50 cent posted on his page with using the gifts he's saying who want a battle laughing emoji and there is a moment of silence for the still sick and suffering lol and then of course he plugged his new shows uh but he didn't stop That's there corny he did. That is so corny. How was how's he suffering? You don't get paid from verses, right? They get paid from that. I don't know, cause in the in that live, uh, Switch Beats did say something about sending the twenty. So I don't know if it's like you sent like y'all. I don't know if they getting paid or what. But he did say something about sending the twenty. I just I don't think um ja, like he want Ja Rule to be broke so bad. Ja Rule not broke. He ain't suffering. We don't know. I don't think he's broken suffering. I think maybe he just want to do it for the culture. Just to be a part of it, I guess. Yeah, like it's a hot thing right now. Anyone do it for the culture? Yeah, 
And then look, 50 Cent went on and, and posted again. So <laughs> it's a homeless man on the side of the road saying, I will battle 50 Cent for attention. And it got Jaru head uh, photoshopped on it. It ain't happening. It, I feel like it can possibly happen. Mm-hmm. But the only way it's gonna happen is if somebody fifty cent is close to fifty cent convincing to do it. He not he's still not gonna act right though. No, like, it's nobody definitely wants- gonna be some shade thrown all around on both sides. But the only way it's gonna happen is if somebody real close to fifty cent convince him to do it. It ain't happening. Reach mm-hmm. out reach out to his girl. I don't, I don't give a fuck what what how you feel about anybody. If your girl say it's tell you to do it, you gonna do it. Yeah, so re- reach out to his girl and have have her put a bug in the ear. Man, this is the man that refused to have a relationship with his son, his first son. He no, this the same man that changed that power theme song after the internet got on his ass about it. It's 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 possible because yeah, Trey was not it. It's not possible. Trey songs, but that was not it. <laughs> that was not it. It's definitely possible. So I mean, we'll see, man. Um, moving on. I know we ain't talked about this in a while, but it's actually some sports talk to talk about this episode so let's get into it what what you got to say about the hometown boys so jason tatum you know who is on the celtics and bradley beal who's on the wizards they are from our hometown st louis Mm -hmm. and they donated some emos pizza to the christian hospital employees just to you know feed them and kind of take care of them while they're they're dealing with this COVID 19 pandemic so this is like a little dose of positivity really yes i'm gonna have to post that to the page that was uh yeah they delivered a thousand pizzas to hospitals and healthcare facilities over well emos plans to deliver a thousand pizzas um over the next few days it got a um, date on there of like the location. Well, this happened on the nineteenth of April. April nineteenth is when this was posted. Oh man! So we probably missed it. You're not a. You're not a. You're not an employee, sir. It's not for <laughs> you. But what was that for? You gonna say you got corona? They ain't giving to the patients. Oh, I'm gonna have to fake it like a uh, the like pizzas, that dude. Um, were part of the hashtags STL Stand Up Initiative by Tatum Beal and Emos Pizza to salute health workers battling coronavirus um in the metro area. So that was the reason for it. So obviously they don't live here, but they coordinated with Emos and sent that. So I thought that was really cool. Hey man, listen. That bill, they had it. They oh, I guess they got it. Emo's expensive. All you right. Can't throw him a deal or two. It's better. I'm about to place this large order. You you charging me normal price? You got any more sports news? I do. I do actually. So um uninterrupted came on and your boy was on there. Mr. Draymond Green was on there and the the last dance. About the 96-97 Bulls aired uh, Sunday. Yeah, it's which, like a 10-part series. Yeah, right? so we got to watch it, and we'll cover it on the next episode. But everybody was talking about Michael Jordan getting paid $33 million, and Scottie Pippen was only paying, getting paid yeah, like I saw that. $4 million or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I got the exact number. I actually pinned it. Yeah. So, you know, Jordan was calling Pippen, calling him selfish. And what's that? Draymond was saying that that's kind of how, you know, KD was. So this is this is what he had to say about that situation. Okay. So the 97-98 season, Jordan made $33 million. Mm-hmm. Pippen was the sixth highest play, paid player on the team. 
and Pippen made $2.7 million. It's crazy how, like, inflation happened. Michael Jordan only getting paid $33 million. Yeah, they making a hundred. Yeah, like, come on now. That, that, ain't even, that ain't even a max contract nowadays. That's that's crazy how much the game elevated but since with, then. Like, you should see how they paying everybody else on the team. Oh, you got the actual, the list that was being played? I got top one through 13. Uh-huh. So Jordan was top. Uh-huh. Ron Harper was second. How much he was in pay? $4.5 million. That's the breakdown. Really? Mike was $33 million and the next highest pay was four point five. That's a big-ass jump. Steve Kerr was making 750000 Really? What's the, so what was the, the, the lowest person getting paid? Keith, well, I don't know. I don't have that. Well, on the, the 13th, 13th on the list, yeah. um, Keith Booth, he made 597600 That is the random number. That's crazy, man. Like, sheesh. Hey, hey, shout out to the, the NBA, man. That just shows the growth, though. Like, here you is. You have who's considered the NBA GOAT, the legend. There's no one above him. And he was only getting paid $33 million. Shout out to him. And this is what Draymond had to say on Uninterrupted. Kevin took the one-year deal on his own. So that was kind of the elephant in the room. And although you got Kevin contract, you got Clay contract, and I kind of got thrown in that, in that contract thing, although I had another year after that year, which was this year. And so that was kind of the elephant in the room. And although Steve would kind of hit on it of like, let's just enjoy this year for what it is because we don't know what he next year holds. It didn't necessarily carry the same weight because what should have happened was Kevin come out and say, Hey man, like this is it. Like this is it. Like, so let's, let's do this or this isn't it. You know what I'm saying? But you can't just leave the elephant in the room and because what happened was the question came to us every day. Like the, the every time we spoke to the media, Clay and myself was asked about our contract. Every and it was strictly due to Kevin, you know, because while that was going on, Clay was saying, "I want to be a warrior forever. Like I want to be here. We started this thing. This is where I want to be." I'm saying, "Yo, I want to be here for my career. We started this. We built this. I want to." Finish my career here with the guys I started it with. And then you kind of had Kevin, like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Like, and it don't matter, but it does matter because you're not the only person that has to answer that question. And to be quite frank with you, you're honestly the last person that has to answer the question because you don't really say shit. Like, you don't say much to the media. If anything, you tell them to shut the fuck up. Well, I don't tell them to shut the fuck up. I kind of have a conversation. And so... I'm stuck answering that question all the time. And due to that, there was always an elephant in the room amongst us, as opposed to with them. They didn't have that elephant. That was LeBron, Draymond, and who? No, this isn't LeBron. It's just Draymond and two randos on here. But it's, it's from the uninterrupted, though. But yeah, he actually had more to say. Uh, that one was just about uh, the whole KD situation, comparing it to you know, the Pippen and Jordan situation. And apparently it was just like, he said, I'm going to have to watch the whole thing because he brought up Steph Curry contract too, saying that I guess Steph Curry was getting paid like anything. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to we're going to have to watch that and uh, bring it up on the next episode too. But I was just, I was excited for that, man. You know, to, to see something in the world of sports. 
But yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll get some sports up and running this summer. Maybe they'll decide to play. I'm going to have to look more into it and see. So in other sports news, so JaVale McGee has a little show. Uh, I don't know if it's a show or a podcast, but he has Steph Curry on and they was playing Hangman. This is what went down on the show. So much shade going on here. So, yeah, take a listen. Yo, this is Hangman also, so you only get a head, body, legs, and arms. So I'm going to go. I'm going to start with B. Ooh, okay, all right, all right. Uh, A, uh, S. Nope. Come on, man. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to go with O. Yeah. Uh, L. There you go. Two goals. We have two L's. D. Yo, oh, no, H, H. H and a G. Come on. Ball hog. Because you are a ball hog. You had a real shooter on your team in those championships, and you never gave me the ball to shoot threes. How about that? I at least got two lives for your game, at least. Nah, right, it yeah. wasn't me. You, I was you were passive. I thought the Draymond. Take and Draymond take take hey, man, I appreciate you coming on the live, man. All love, man. All love. The Pierre show. Yes, no. Yes, no. So yeah, so <laughs> he set him up to call him a ball hog. That was fun. <laughs> well, yeah, man, that's that's it for uh, sports. Unfortunately, since you know it's no basketball, got to take what you can get, folks. <laughs> hey, what's up? Let's get into some local news real quick. Okay, there is a St. Louis. I want to say filmmaker. He's a St. Louis native and he co-wrote and directed a movie called Ghost Who Walks. Mm-hmm. And it's on the Netflix top 10 movie list. Really? Yeah. So, and it was made in St. Louis. Really? Yeah. Uh, so it's called The Ghost Who Walks. It's a indie crime thriller that was directed by St. Louis native Cody Stokes, shot here in St. Louis, and was written by Stokes and Ben Bostick. Ghosts Who Walks tell the story of Nolan, a recent released convict who has snitched on his former organization as a dead man walking. He hopes to reconnect with his estranged girlfriend and five-year-old daughter before getting them out the way to an isolated cabin in Iceland. Oh, so that's why it's called Ghosts Who Walk, because it's a dead man walking. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to have to watch that. We, Hey, we're so we're put it on the list. We're going to watch it, and we'll definitely cover it in the next episode. That's a, That sounds interesting. I'm loving, I'm loving the energy that the city putting on, you know? Yeah, it's a great positive way to look. Especially since they moved the state order to what, May, around, the person said May, around May 15th, we should know. It it won't last that long. They were at the Capitol building today protesting. People are so stupid. To open the country back up. Stupid. With no mask or nothing on. So I honestly believe cases are going to rise. (laughs) <laughs> I get that the economy is important, but is it more important than your life? I just feel like they're not taking this serious. And it's a difference between just being overly protective, taking it serious, and just not caring at all. And I get the economy is important, but if ain't nobody here, if everybody dead, <laughs> the economy don't really matter. Exactly. So, yeah, I I feel like. But honestly, it's not even them talking about but, the economy, though. It's just they protesting so they can fucking not be in house. Well, yeah, that's, but it's about the economy altogether because they want the restaurants and that's all not this the place. economy. That's them being selfish because they want to go out and do shit. Mm-hmm. 
No, the whole purpose of them doing it, they're trying to, they're saying that this is killing small businesses and businesses in general and no money is being made. So they want to open up the country so these places can start bringing in revenue to get, to keep the economy going. Run it out your house. I mean, I feel like with restaurants, they, people are still eating out. Yeah, I was just saying, they're not closing the restaurants. They, you can't just dine in. I mean, right. like Georgia is opening up this week they're opening up like barbershops and beauty shops this weekend and then they're gonna be opening up the restaurants and the theaters that's too much yeah no i ain't ain't. i'm cool with the barbershop and you know the the and it's ways to get around the barbershop you can still do social distancing you just gonna have to like they need need to do like use like style seat or something set up appointments right, exactly book so your appointments. where like, you have one a, a one client in there at a time is you and that client you wear a mask and you need to plan it out to where you don't have people stacked up i am so glad you brought that up because i actually this is wow this is great this is what the mayor had to say about that mayor who what mayor of what of St. Louis. Oh, okay. That, that's crazy that you talking about the barbershop. So this is what she said because somebody asked her about that. She's touching people all day, every day. That's a very personal experience. That's a very personal experience. You're, you're very close to your hairdresser. I need my hairdresser right now. Thank you very much. Uh, it, and it's, it's just... Look at other occupations. Maybe you can extend the umbrella over. I'll let Dr. Eccles take this question, but the short answer is you can't socially distance when you're doing someone's hair. So do you have more you want to add? So that's crazy that you brought that up about the hairdressers. But I, I do feel like it's possible to do social distance. Again, like you said, you can have your mask on. You can wash your hands after each client wipe you know wipe down the 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 seats and everything so i don't get why that which i'm pretty sure i don't get why people close down because hell some it's tattoo shops that's still open i'm gonna say who but they still open i get people are upset because they can't get their hair done they can't get their nails done they can't get their feet done they can't be out the weather's getting better you wanna you wanna enjoy that it's ways to do that without being dumb about it like the hair nails it's, it's really superficial to me like who gonna fucking see you you're in the house you're quarantined you want to get some hair we just came in from it's beautiful it's about 70 degrees out it's the perfect spring day we went out and sat on the porch for a little bit to get some air you can walk around your neighborhood like it's things you can do that does not because it's not airborne it's when you get in groups, and this is what people don't understand. With this virus, when you get in groups is where it's spread because you don't know. You're in groups with random people. Even if you're in groups with with family and friends, you don't know who they've been around, right? So this is how it spreads because you don't know who that person's been around, and they could have this virus not knowing that they have it because you don't show signs for 2 to 14 days, so they could be exposed to it not knowing they're around around you and then now you're exposed to it that's why they are wanting people to stay home if we just listen and follow directions stay our butts in the house we could have been done with this a while ago 
Like, look at the countries who've been through it. This is what I don't understand. This is not like, oh, it just popped up here. Countries have been through it. You know what I'm saying? And now they're at the final stages of opening up because they quarantine they shut it down and we're not gonna united states are never is never going to completely shut down because this world this country is built on money it's not a country this is a business and that's how it was built and that is the downfall because they're more worried about the economy not the people that live in the country so you just got to do what you need to do to protect yourself and your family at this point because that's what I do. I stay in the house. I have a lovely job that allows me to work from home. I was working home before the um the stay-at-home order was presented or before this virus even happened for other reasons. But they sent my whole department home to keep people safe so I don't have to leave to go to work. I do go out when I need to to go to the grocery store or just to, you know, ride around um, to get some air. Um, when I go to the grocery store, I wear a mask mask get in get out as soon as i get home i wash my hands and lights all my doorknobs and like it's ways to protect yourself without going crazy and i get it's you getting stir crazy because you don't want to be in the house i do not my birthday is friday i don't want to spend my 30th in the house but we're gonna jam though because it's your dirty but guess what we gonna party What's, what's better me being out and about on my 30th and possibly getting sick and dying or me in the house safe and enjoying my 30th with my family i would take that over anything i'm a it ain't your birthday so (laughs) in september if we're still going through this by all means i'm good i'm just blessed and grateful that i'm able to see 30 and that's it so y'all can process your life away just don't bring don't bring the virus to me boom all right, so let's get into the topic of the day today. So we're talking about standing up to your parents. When is the right time to put your parent in your place? Have you ever had to put your parent in in their place? I don't want to say I had to put them in their place, um, but I definitely stood up for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes with parents, um, they struggle to understand that you're no longer a kid. They like vision you as their baby and they can't uh get that out of their head yeah they can't separate the adult version of you from the child version of you yeah so i would never disrespect my parents not in a disrespectful um, way but just you know like you said putting your foot down like, like hey I me get and it. my mom god rest her soul we had a uh a roller coaster of a relationship and i was i was deemed the disrespectful child between me and my older sister because i would always speak my mind and that was deemed disrespectful but i never once yelled at her i never once cussed at her i never once called her out her name i just would stand up for myself if it's something that i didn't agree with and it was when i got older obviously i wasn't doing it as a as a kid but like when i got older when i started growing into adulthood and i started working and I, you know like then i would express myself you know what I'm saying? I would express my feelings and I just kind of grew with that. Oh, you get independent. I was like, you want to, you want to start. Well, no, I'm just, start. I was just at an age where I was starting to make decisions for myself. Not like. Was you still living with her or you moved up? I was still living with her. I was oh, like. So you was acting grown up under her roof. I wasn't acting grown. I was paying my bills. That ain't acting grown. I was paying my bills. 
I was going to work and paying my bills. I couldn't wait to get a job. But even when I got older, like when I moved out and she was kind of like trying to uh, dictate what I can do in my appointment. And I'm just like, no, that don't work like that. Like I don't, this is my appointment. I pay the bills here. Just honestly feel it's a way to have that conversation with your parent without being disrespectful. Right. And some parents are receptive to it. Some aren't. Some take it as disrespect because they feel like, you owe them because they're your parents yeah because I, I tell paula all the time like lady listen you're just gonna name drop yeah i, <laughs> I tell her all the time because she got she always be trying to play that i'm mama call so what does that mean yeah, i'm grown woman you can't just you can't say it because you mama you gotta come up with something different than that paula uh, i don't know if i've ever said because i'm your mama she always say that she said it all the time i'm mama i'm a soul but I, she definitely used it, used that card without saying it. Yeah. I mean, I still do it, but I just let her know, hey, just because you my mom don't mean nothing, I can tell you no. You're just wasting your time at this point, though. Why you say you that? You still do it, so why, why <laughs> are you even waste your breath? It's the fact. Let me decide. I don't, think, I don't think mama do that. Your mama do that, like, now. She, I mean. Yeah, she do. I call her right now. She says she still play that I'm mama, I'm mama self. Well, she is mama. Okay. Oh, what 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 that And I I don't want people to think oh it's an issue to do stuff for your parents. It's not what we're saying. It's just in certain situations you should be able to stand up and be an adult to your Dang. parents without it becoming disrespectful. I, I ain't no you just have kid. to like kind of set those those boundaries and understanding when you hit a certain age with your parents because if you don't, it they'll look at you as a baby. Oh, I remember I, I went head to head with my my old dude. Like we ain't fighting nothing, but like we we had gotten to it one day when I moved out and went to go stay with with, with my sister. But I just told him I was like, man, listen, you you ain't ready to have a teenager. You know, you ain't ready to to have your. We trying to get to have a phone. I don't know what it was about. He he definitely took my phone, but I I still left because I was like, yo, you ain't ready. <laughs> this nigga gonna talk about some. Your mom ain't ready. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> That's that's what we do. Your doing. daddy is petty. That's, that's what we doing here. Not your mama. But his his girlfriend at the time had called like, yeah, your dad all broken up about y'all getting into an argument. He been drinking and all that. And I was just like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear. It. So, but I mean, we cool now, man. I, I love my pops. We we good. I mean, man. yeah. At, when you hit teenage years, that's when like that's most most of the time. That's when the arguments start because you you starting like trying to learn your place in the world and you you testing them boundaries and mm. all that and the parent don't know how to act not act yeah they don't know how to deal with that so it, it's gonna be that back and forth my teenage years yeah i was still being a disrespectful child and i don't know why i just remember like i would just speak up for myself i remember she was trying to uh they was trying to get cable and they they legit was finna put in my name. I was sitting right there and they was just giving the people my information. I'm sitting right there. I was like, y'all got me messed up. Like, I was put like, y'all not finna put this in my name without talking to me about it. Those are old days. Boy. Yeah, we all got a, a, a bill or we two. We got a bill in our name. You know I'm just old so. enough to say, hey, not today. Not today. Yeah. She was, they was mad. When you get that teenagers, and we're going to go through it with our kids. You hit that teenagers. Oh, yeah. I beat his ass. See? So let me ask you when we get our kids and we hit that teenagers with them, how are you going to handle that as far as handling them in their rebellious stage? I don't I don't get the question. I, again, I don't I don't argue with kids. It's like I tell I tell that dog, I'm, I don't argue with dogs. 
Yeah, you, <laughs> you talk to him. You gonna you sit your ass. You don't want to come in. You gonna sit your ass in this backyard. Simple as that. You gonna sleep out here. I am not arguing with you. I ain't arguing with no. I think you kind of no said. Either. You kind of said this. The I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna speak on something I have not dealt with on the other side as far as a parent. I obviously been a teenager. So it's just I about know, that boundary. You know, you you gotta have that. I know that I got more vocal as a teenager. But I never, ever disrespected my parents yeah. in my eyes. And, and me, I feel like disrespect would be me yelling back at them, me cussing, me calling them out their name. I never had the argument with That's my That's these younger generation. I did get put out. I Man, listen, I, these younger But kids, I got put out. I don't know what they are. And went to up my, my best friend at that time's house for like a few hours and she called me to come back home because I was being fast. Exactly. So that was something on my end that was not on my parents. Right. But I never in that moment I ain't cussed my cause I knew I was wrong. So when I say when I say stand up to it, it's just like like you said, where they looking at you as, you know, this kid. You know, but it's like, yo, I'm I'm out here working, got my own place, own car, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing my thing. Right. Yeah. That's when it that's when it's it starts in, in high school, but then when you really get out in the world and you on your own, you got your own place, you got your own car, you don't live with them. It's really like, No, I'm grown. I'm like, I am grown Man, out like, here. Girl, I'm an adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. Paula. But I will still say I probably wouldn't be the person I was without those moments with my mom and my dad. You know, just it's like a growing, like growing ladder. Like every situation or issue you deal with throughout your life, it helps you grow. And that's the purpose of it. Like we were talking about it earlier, like the purpose of things, everything in your life happened for a reason. Mm. And the purpose of certain situations happening is you're supposed to grow from it. Some people don't. But I feel like every situation that I was in growing up and situations with my mom and our relationship growing up it helped me become who I am today. So I wouldn't change anything, but it is a way to have those adult conversations with your parents when you're an adult to where they understand, like, I'm not the baby. I'm not a baby no more. I may be still your baby in your eyes, but legally I got to pay these bills. They don't look at me as a baby. Exactly. They want me, they want my money. They want me to pay these bills. So we have to come to an understanding and we did. And I'm just grateful that we did that. Me and my mom had a really great relationship before she passed. Cause if you don't, that will like eat you alive to have, like to know that the last conversation you had with your mom or your parent before they passed away was negative or bad. And it wasn't, even though we went through that roller coaster growing up because I was <laughs> deemed the problem child, the disrespectful child, because I, I spoke my mind. It worked down the end because we we ended on good terms and and a good relationship. And we had it for a while. So, huh? well, hey, you heard it right there. You know, simple as that. I just feel like when it comes to parents, like you said, I mean, they do look at you like, oh, you're still a baby. Mm-hmm. It's not it, it has nothing to do with your age. It's just. As you as you get older, they get older as well. And they had is still that big number gap. And they forget, like, oh, this is an adult. You know, because, like, now I'm going through it now. Like, my niece finna be five. Every year, guys, (laughs) he says she's turning three. She has turned three in his head for, like, two times. Because she's just so little. I just assume, like, oh, yeah, she bought three. I'm like, Like, no, she's, she's no longer three. It's a new year. 
Yeah, but get older. And, but that's she my point. She talking like, I, yeah, She has full-blown conversations. It tear me up every time. Be like, yo, you are saying full sentences to me. Like, how are you doing this at three? You know? <laughs> she not. <laughs> she, she's not three. So, so, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see how parents would, you know, continue to talk to you like you're a, a kid. But at a point, it's like, when is enough enough? And when do you start standing up to your parents? Like, hey, hold on. For me, it was when I got my first car. I never forget when I got my first car. No, my not even my first car, my second car. The first car I had, I man, anytime they call, I, I'm I'm out here. Boom, let's go. I'm I'm finna do this, I'm finna do that. But when my second car came, that's when I was like, hold on. You know, ain't nobody helping me do this, 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 and this, but y'all, you know, steady wanted me to, to, you know, help out or, you know, take you this place, take you that place. And I, and my mama always been like the middleman between me and my sisters in the earlier stages. Now they don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't mind calling me, but in the earlier stages, always my mama, the middleman. So she tried to play that. Well, I'm your mama role. And I just had to tell her like, no, this, this is my car, not, not your car. You didn't pay for this. I pay for this. You know, this, this is my money. So, you know, if it's something that I don't want to do, I'm not going to do it, you know? And so you definitely have to have that, that moment where, you know, everybody's going to go through it to where, you know, you got to stand up to your parents. You know, there's no way you're going to be an adult still letting, you know, certain things slide. Like even with in relationships. And that was just like with, with your situation when we had that apartment, when we had the first apartment, you know, how, you know, I had to stand up to your bird about the whole situation. So, I mean, every, everybody going to go through it. Yeah. Know? So. And I am not um, shy to stand stand up for myself when I need to. You're not going to tell me what to do and how to do it in something that I'm paying for. Plants don't go how it should go. And I'm also not afraid of being the person to cut somebody off when it's negative energy or tension not saying not not my parents but you just have to stand up for yourself you can't be the baby all the time you just can't it's just gonna cause issues and resentment in the end yeah you don't stand up for yourself now and do it in a, a manner that is respectful and i can keep saying this but you can't stand up for yourself without it coming off as disrespectful you just gotta learn how to communicate and once you guys set that boundary and set that terms up where you can communicate then everything will move smoothly and they will understand i think it's it's easier for fathers to understand than mothers though to me in my situation i think it's like a like a, a like a girl thing for some reason every household the mom and daughter always butt head i think because sometimes it's in instances you are like the image of your mom like you have her personality uh-huh. so that that can clash right and it's always that the saying of daddy's girl mama's boy like some sometimes um, not all the times, but sometimes the boys are more closer to their moms and then the dad, the girls are most closer to their dad. Uh-huh. So in that situation by you, you kind of get your way more with your dad if you're closer, you know what I'm saying? To where you may not have the same relationship with your mom. So y'all may clash more and maybe, and it may be a personality. You, you don't get your whole personality from your, your, your parents. I don't believe, but you take bits and pieces mm-hmm. and then you, you, you take those bits and pieces of that personality from and them I hate it. 
and that then you kind of build into your own but those pieces that you take from that parent may not click with their personality because in certain situations you guys are alike in certain situations you aren't alike so you have that back and forth so you just gotta figure that out and growing up with your parent you know they growing with you so obviously with a kid you don't think of it like that but in reality and you the first kid you know what i'm saying like they are really they're growing with you they don't know everything about parents and they don't they don't have the rule book then everything is a case-by-case basis you learn it as you go you know what i'm saying you go through those trials and tribulations and it's your parent that's somebody who raised you that's you know you don't disrespect your parents, but it's definitely a way to stand up to your parents without it being disrespectful. So let us know on the Facebook page or Instagram. We're going to post a, I guess, a clip of the other episode on the page. And let us know in the comments, man, if you ever had to stand up to your parents or, you know, put that I'm grown hammer down on your parents. Uh, let us know. Facebook, Instagram, Culture Things, the podcast. Uh, Till then, we'll check in with you on the next episode. I am your boy, Spud. And I'm Amazing Jay. Peace. Out.